You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Your mother was a hamster, and your father smelt of elderberry! I am your father. Hello and welcome everyone to episode 18 of Sharp Angles. I'm one of your hosts, Rich. I'm here with... Danae. And Jeanette. And we're, we're here at the, the one that has forever altered people's opinions of Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars episodes 1 through 3, a phantom edit, because we don't have any time for six and a half hours of that garbage. <laughs> or the stomach for it, to be very frank. That's very true. I don't know how anyone sat through the original three, and I know there are people who are such fanatics that on Star Wars Day, they watch all six episodes. Yep. When is Star Wars Day? May when? the 4th. When? May the 4th. Oh, why? May the 4th be with you. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome that you just found it out right now that is amazingly awesome that you just found it out right now wow okay moving on so um so yeah i mean people people still do it and then there's like the star wars apologists that you know like watched it tried to make excuses for it watched it again hated it hated it for years, and then are now coming back to it like, you know, Phantom Menace wasn't that bad, and, you know, Attack of the Clones pretty cool, and Sith was definitely the best one of those. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're alright, they're good. And it's like, n- not really. Like, <laughs> I mean, it it's one of those movies, or one of those trilogies, I guess, that has a funny way of, like, sneaking up and growing on you. But after you put it down for so long and then come back, the very first time you watch it, it's so bad and so horrible. You're like, how is this possible that this much budget went into making something that was like that felt this terrible, contrived and terrible, terrible and wooden and like hokey and cheesy and weird like and, how- and uninspiring too Completely. oh yeah i agree with that i think that that's its worst crime is that no, his- the acting is the worst crime <laughs> i mean yeah. it's so oh, hollow everything it about it is so hollow and it's just like it's so weird to watch but then you get over it and then you keep watching it to analyze it because i mean since i was making the phantom edit for people and and doing the the distribution of the machete order for all my friends. Um, I was kind of, well, not necessarily forced, but, you know, I chose to watch, you know, bits and pieces or most of the entire original trilogy and the Phantom Edit, like, I don't know, probably seven or eight (coughs) times in the last month. And when I sat down to finally watch this particular viewing, um a weird thing happened to me. It's just like, I know it's cheesy, but I'm like callous to it. 
So I just kind of like let the story rewash over me and I'm like, okay, I get all the plot points and I'm seeing it and I'm not as offended by all of the nonsense uh, that is being thrown at me right now. But it's still, it's still just not, I don't know, it's just not there. And, you know, like maybe it's like Star Wars apologist, you know, like weird feelings that I have right now because I've seen all of the great Star Wars movies many times. I'm just kind of like, well, you know, they're not good, but they're still Star Wars. It's like pizza. Like even bad pizza is still okay. But no, I've had some tremendously <laughs> bad pizza and it's not good. Yeah. And this is not good pizza. No, I guess not. <laughs> no. So, so in, in my case, um, I remember being really, really excited, like everyone else out there, about the, uh, the number one uh, Phantom Menace. I was like, oh my word, a new Star Wars movie. This is awesome. You know, I, I really like the, the original three. Let's do this. But somehow, for some reason, I never actually get to the movie theaters um, whenever I really, really want to see a movie. So I started watching it. I think it was on TV, so it must have been a decent year later. And again, I was really excited. Um, and I don't think I got 20 minutes into it because I was bored out of my mind. And I don't like wasting my time like that. And so I heard all the reviews about the second and the third one. I was like, yeah, forget that. Never watching them. Until a, a certain person, um, I'm, I'm not going to use the word coerced me into watching, you know, even an edited, you know, what, three, two, two and a half hours? It's two hours and eight minutes. And... I had two reactions. Um, number one, just kind of glazed over altogether, both like visually and mentally. Yeah. And going, oh my word, when is this going to end? When do I get my life back? And my other, my other reaction was actually a question, which was, um, I, I thought Rich and I were friends. Why would he do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I apologize, but. <laughs> You know, I guess let's say the worst is over. Mm-hmm. Um, I will also say in our in our original agreement that that we, we I will definitely I will definitely um, hold up the end of the bargain. Um, we can revisit feelings and friendships <laughs> when we watch Jurassic Park three. <laughs> so we can we can uh, we can talk about that. I <laughs> when we get there didn't realize that there was a third Jurassic Park that wasn't oh, Jurassic totally. World yep. or that a dinosaur sneaks onto a boat. Yes. No, that's for, that's for two though. Is it two? It? I, I can't, I couldn't remember which one it was, but all I remember was there was a T-Rex on a boat. <laughs> yes, T-Rex on a boat in number two. And then, uh, it like finds its way into New York city or something. Godzilla style. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I think it's San think Francisco. It's- yeah, three is back on one of the islands. Okay. And three is probably the one that you hate because it's definitely the lamest. I still love it, but <laughs> but I love it in like, oh my gosh, this is so campy kind of way. Right, right. So, yeah. Well, we can, we yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get there. But yes, okay. yes. Apologies, apologies for the uh, the the even even limited exposure to the prequel trilogy. Um, <laughs> I guess. Oh, oh, can I just say one real yeah. quick thing? Sure. Okay, and then I shut up and let let Zanay talk. Um, I loved how there was what maybe ten minutes of the first movie. Yes, and Phantom Edit. Not that even was that. Hysterical. That was the best part of the whole entire thing. It wasn't was, even ten minutes. I think it was like three. 
Was it? No, it was more than three minutes. No, it was it was, it was just a battle fight. scene. It was just yeah, a fight. That's more than three minutes, though. That's like five or ten. Oh, well, maybe it goes on for a while. It does. It's one of the cool. It's one of the. It's one of the coolest fights in the saga. Like in in it cracks the top five at least for me in lightsaber battles. Like the the Qui Gon, and even that got edited, which I was kind of like a little annoyed by, because they edited down that whole fight. That whole fight is like twenty minutes long. That's and, painful. I mean, it's not that painful. It's really awesome, actually. But you know, it, to get this like weird condensed version, it feels it feels weird. But painful. Yeah. Oh. I guess I guess <laughs> they decided to edit out like the Obi Wan no, and because he like cries out when Qui Gon eats it wow. the double saber and then he because he because he's forced to watch it happen because he's blocked in like that's the reason why like you don't see him rush in right away is because there's these like i don't know these weird like laser walls that you can't walk through because you die and the he gets closed off and then it's quagon versus darth maul and he has to watch all this happen and then he watches quagon fall and he's all super emotional about it because, you know, he can't, he literally is trapped. And then as soon as the thing like opens up, that's when you see Obi-Wan rush out and just like, like really go to town on, on Darth Maul, which again is like one of those weird things where it's, you know, it's, it's shades of, you know, how far is Obi-Wan really going to push this? Is he going to get to the point where he's like, you know, like really kind of cold blooded about it, you know, like pushing dark side kind of thing, you know, or is he going to keep it civil and, you know, he really treads that line. And you kind of wonder about him for the rest of the series. But, you know, he winds up snapping back because, you know, Lucas is scared to write cool stories. <clears throat> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so there's that. But, yeah, you get that. You get, like, that, and then that's it. Because nothing else in The Phantom Menace matters. Nothing. Nothing else matters. You don't, you don't need to worry about little Anakin. You don't need to worry about the fact that he was immaculate Concepta, you know, like he he was born of immacul- immaculate conception. You don't need to worry about of the Midichlorians. Force. Yeah. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that is that is like, I I'm not even offended by it from a religious perspective. I'm offended by it um, from a writing perspective. That is one of the lamest things I've ever heard in my whole entire yeah. life. Yeah, Shmi Skywalker just has Anakin because the Force. That is the reason. Ah. Yep. Wow. I am I am blown away right now and not in a good way. Yep. Like Qui-Gon's all like super all about it. He's like he's the one. He's the one that's going to be bring balance to the force because he's like super special because he doesn't really have a father. His father is like the force and he's all about it. Yep. So you don't get any of that. <laughs> Thankfully in the it's shame. <laughs> <laughs> We're we're so we're so devastated by that. Yeah, but that's but that's what happens. Um, and then we enter uh, Cheese Fest Land. Cheese Fest Land. Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Yes. Where it's painful. Mm. That's pretty painful. That whole, like, creeper status on Anakin. He's just straight creeping on Padme. Like, there's nobody's business. He's not even, like, he's not even remotely, like, but suave about it either. He's just, like, right in front of Obi-Wan. He's just like, you're beautiful. <laughs> If he is really 15, there is some credence to that because yeah, Obi-Wan doesn't even say anything to him. He's yeah. just like, yeah, all right, kid. <laughs> you, just, you just watch your mouth when, you, when you're talking about like what our mandate is and what our mission is. 
but don't worry about like you know like ogling like the the uh, the senator. That's that's cool. It's cool. With, it's cool with us. He's yeah. fifth there. That makes yeah. it even more. Oh wow. Yeah, okay. he's like. Well, no, actually, I think he's nineteen okay, because he was sense. nine in the Phantom Menace, and it's ten years later in the Attack of the Clones. So he's nineteen. Okay. Okay, she's like twenty-four or something like that. So yeah, she's like twenty-four, or twenty-five, or something like that. Okay. So. Cougar. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, I love it. I love it how it's like her family is like kind of like convincing her that it's okay. Yeah. Like, look at that young boy. He's he's all about you. You know, you know, you want it. <laughs> and she's like, but we're like, you know, this is a professional relationship. And she and then like the mom's like, come on. Weird. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. Weird. So, so I overlook that, though, more than hearing the word master five billion times. Yeah. If I heard if I heard the word master one more time, um, I really think that I would have jumped out my window, which wouldn't have done any good since I'm on the first floor, but <laughs> it was still a better option. Yeah, than, that's, that's true. Yeah. There was a lot of that thrown around. There really was. Like <laughs> and it continues all the way through episode three. So Yes, it does. Yeah. I watched all three movies but don't remember any of them because I subconsciously blocked them out. So this was a relatively less painful experience than that. I, you know, all I remember is how bad they were. And this condensed the badness. Um, <laughs> it didn't make it better. It also concentrated it, though, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. I just don't understand. And I, I, you and I, Jeanette, have had this conversation, like, prior to us... Um talking on the podcast, I don't understand how you can have so many actors who've been celebrated in other things be so bad in one movie. And, and it, it speaks to maybe the writing, which was bad, which was bad. I mean, I think Lucas needed some serious help because he wrote and directed and produced these movies. Yeah. All three of them. So he had it was him. It was it was the Lucas show. And um Georgie Porgy stopped doing that. <laughs> um, and and I guess part of your job as an actor is to follow your director's lead and everybody did that but his lead was the same for everyone. And it was sort of like the original Star Trek except that's better. Yeah. Because I feel like Anakin was both whiny and wooden, and that's really challenging to achieve. I don't think Hayden Christensen gets enough credit for that. <laughs> that's that's. But a, Master, that's I do not want to pout, pout, sulk, sulk. Yeah. It's just wow. All right, so I guess let's let's um. For the, for those who haven't seen the Phantom Edit, I guess let's let's uh, like let's start explaining the structure before we get into any uh, any other like plot holes or stuff like that because um, I feel it's necessary to to figure out what's in the Phantom Edit as to what's not in the Phantom Edit. Um, so it, you get the first or the last like five minutes of Episode One. You know, you get the Darth Maul fight scene. Qui Gon bites it. He gets told, "Yo, go go train the boy." Obi-Wan goes, sure, and then roll. Like, you roll right into um, episode two, where 
a lot of the beginning of that movie gets cut out and you go right into the introduction of the adolescent um, Anakin Skywalker, the Padawan, being trained by Obi-Wan, already has history. They've done some stuff together. Um, he's got a lot of force training. He's he's definitely a Jedi. Um, and they get assigned to investigate possible threats on Padme Amidala's life um, because now she's a senator. She's moved away from being the Queen of Naboo to being like the mouthpiece for Naboo in the the uh, separatist you know war. There is a war going on where the there's a separatist movement where there's droid armies running around doing all this crazy stuff. Um, and there's a lot of pieces you know being moved in the background that you don't get to see. Um, and then there is some <clears throat> there's some other like things going on in that in that story that again you don't see because they basically focus on the the uh, Padme Anakin connection um, where in in secret uh, there's a count there's Count Dooku and um, and Chancellor Palpatine they're they're working in in concert with the Jedi to create a clone army to fight the separatist movement um, and then you you get like kind of like the you get the kind of like betrayal quote-unquote of Count Dooku um, because he winds up leaving announces that he is leading the Separatist army and then there's a battle between the Jedi and the new clone army and the the droid Separatist army and then you know you see all that that stuff happen in the Phantom Edit you see like you see the um, the uh, with the raid on the droid planet like whatever wherever what i forget what the planet was it geonosis that they're making the the, uh they're making the droid army there and they go to you know help out obi-wan because he's investigating stuff while padme and anakin are getting busy or something no they're flirting they're flirting or doing whatever they're doing um so they try to save obi-wan they don't really make it that far before they're captured and then some weird coliseum battle happens where it's like roman like, like straight up Roman Colosseum. Yep. They're getting tied up to things. Like all these animals show up, and um, then the Jedi show up in force, and they're like, "Yo, Count Dooku, this party's over," um, because uh, you know all the cool lines have to be uttered by Samuel L. Jackson in this in this series, and nobody else. <laughs> um, <laughs> you get Jango Fett for like five seconds, um, and then. Everyone else that watches the Phantom Edit goes, wait, isn't that Boba Fett? Why did his head just get chopped off? It was like, no, it's actually his dad, but that's okay. You don't get any of that explained. Um, not that you need to. Um, and then uh, and then you go basically straight into episode three where you get the main plot line of the story and basically no other filler, no other Senate talk, no, nothing else. It's just the straight beeline of... Um, Episode three, Anakin's fall, the creation of the of the Galactic Empire, uh, Order sixty six, which is the the uh, the order that that turns the stormtroopers against the Jedi, the slaughter of the Jedi by both the the brand new clone army that was built to protect them all, and by Anakin, and you get some really nasty things that Anakin does, and then he bounces off to finish off the Separatist army, um, which we're told to basically. You know, chill out because they were about to be rewarded for their help um, in creating this ruse, which was the war. Because the whole war, the whole Clone Wars, was a ruse. It was all a pawn. It was all just a basic, you know, like 
um, smoke and mirrors trick by Palpatine to gain as much power in the Senate as he did. Um, and then he sends Anakin to kill them all, and then Anakin does. Um, but now Anakin's no longer Anakin at that point. He's already turned to the dark side. He's now like Vader, the apprentice. Um, and then he's confronted by both his pregnant wife and Obi-Wan, where they have the, I don't know, probably third most epic uh, lightsaber battle of all time um, on Mustafar, uh, in which Anakin loses because he's dumb. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, gets lit on fire and then, um, the emperor shows up like 7,000 hours later and he goes, Oh, this carcass of flesh, let me just make you uh, whole again and makes him into a giant robot dude named Darth Vader. Um, and then, you know, at the very end, there's an actual mid credit scene because it's funny that there's a mid credit scene in a star Wars edit, but, um, you get the little mid credit scene where um, Senator Organa tells the droids to have their, well, just C-3PO, not R2, because R2 can remember everything, apparently. Um, but it tells, uh, tells somebody to wipe the protocol of droid's memory, um, and Anthony Daniels is cheesing it up as, as ever. Um, but in between the, the end of that conflict in the creation of Darth Vader and the wiping of the memory of the droids, Padme... Um, gives birth to two twins and then dies. Um, and we had a discussion about whether he, she died of a broken heart or whether she died of excessive force choking. Rich goes with the latter. I go with who cares. Really didn't make much sense. If she had enough strength to give birth, which just for the record, I thought that birth scene was one of the lamest things ever. But yeah. then again, the whole entire thing was one of the lamest things ever. Um, not exactly realistic. Let me put it that way. So if she had enough strength, though, to give birth to those kids, and then she just, like, sighed her last sigh and died right afterwards, I wasn't buying that. Hmm. No. Well, and I don't know, like, not to get gross or, like, you know, talk about, like, physiology or whatever, but even if that happened after, like, she died, wouldn't, like, you know, she not have a baby bump when they put her on the, uh, <laughs> when they put her on the the thing to have her be buried the babies aren't in there she would still have somewhat of a baby bump yeah i mean it was pretty profound though yeah but maybe that was all a ruse maybe they just stuffed her dress (laughs) i don't know why why would you do that that's terrible (laughs) she died with the oh well you know what you're right yeah you're right no see that 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 does make sense it's never explained but that does make sense yeah she died before the, the kids were born and now the emperor thinks they're dead that's right well, and that's one thing that, that struck me, though, um, after watching uh, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is Leia says, you know, I remember a few things about my mother, but she wouldn't have. Um, she might because be talking she, about, she at that point, she might be talking about Organa's wife. But at the same time, Luke is very specifically talking about their actual mother. Yeah. I suppose so, yeah. But even she, even he didn't have any interaction with her. No, he totally didn't. No. <clears throat> but I'm saying that was a little bit of a of an issue for me. That is true. That is true. If, if you're going to write prequels, then make them fit, darn it. Right. right. Watch your own movie first. Come yeah, on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Really? Exactly. Yeah, like, <clears throat> yeah, review your source material. Review your source material that you wrote 30 years ago? Yeah. So. And also, don't kill little kids, because that's just... 
It's terrible. It's terrible. That is horrible. And unnecessary, too. Don't put the little younglings or whatever the heck they were called in in the first place. And if you are going to kill them, don't have that poignant moment where they're looking up at Darth, the new Darth Vader or Vader or whatever, you know, with big, big, innocent eyes going, what are we supposed to do? And then you just know, oh, great, they're going to get slaughtered. Awesome. Wonderful. And then you show their carcasses. That's beautiful. Thanks, Lucas. Yeah. Yeah, Lovely. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty horrible. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So I thought that was unnecessary, completely. Yep. Yeah. Well. Okay. So in this like crazy kind of trash fest that this is about to become. Um, about to become. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's. Uh, I mean, well, let's talk about some like let's talk about some like glaring plot holes. Okay, we got the one where there's there's the. Uh, the older Luke and Leia remembering things that clearly could have never happened in their their young lives ever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe Luke is like remembering force feelings from within the womb or something or whatever. And Leia is just out of her mind. I don't know. Or <laughs> remembering her. Did too many her, drugs. Yeah. She did too many drugs and she forgot that she had a, another mother that wasn't actually her biological mother. I don't know what the heck. But does she know that they're not her biological parents? I mean, well, I, I don't she's know. an infant when she goes to Organa's house. She yeah. like she's just born. For all she knows, if they never told her she's adopted, right? For all she knows, she was raised by her biological parents. Sure. Yeah. You know, and then you know, like it's it's uh, it's possible that even the audience could have like tried to draw the conclusion that Luke was Organa's son, not. No. Not a Skywalker, you know. But yeah, you don't get that. You don't, you don't get any of that that explained either. Um, <clears throat> I mean, so there's, I don't know. Like, there's some there's some weird things that go on in the fall. Well, the the quote unquote fall of the the old the old Republic. Um, with uh, with Palpatine himself, um. Like I don't know if he I don't know if he put himself in that position, like intentionally. I mean, I, mean, I guess he did. He knew that Anakin was going to come and save him. I guess, but in that fight with uh, with Mace Windu, um, you know, to to hold back and then not have that control and then have the Force Lightning like deform himself and then all of a sudden have like all this strength and power, like. You'd be pretty hurt, even if you knew that you could control your force lightning. Like, yeah. it's kind of weird. I thought also before that point, it was rather weird how there's four Jedi's taking him on, and he just zapped three of them to death right like that. Yeah, I think. Like, why did he zap all four of them in that case if they're so puny compared to him? Well, I think I think the impression to the audience was made that. Yeah, the other three Jedi were there for like for protection and intimidation purposes, but as far as power level goes, they don't even come close to comparing to Mace Windu because Mace Windu is kind of like the badass. There's like Yoda, and then there's Mace Windu, and then there's the rest of the Jedi Order, um, and like again, not really explained, not even explained in any of the movies. But Mace Windu's character is like crazy good at everything that's why he's the only one that has like a special he has a special lightsaber for a reason because he's mastered every single form of like the light side jedi stuff that you can ever do so he's pretty good 
So he wouldn't he wouldn't get cut down like that. But in still, like you figure that he would try to protect his people a little bit better too, and not especially like, like idiot. Yeah, you just like zap, pause, zap, pause, zap, pause. <laughs> okay, there we go. Like they don't even twitch. It's like okay, uh, the the script says that I should stand here and like look. I don't know, angry or something. I don't know. It was well, it was a little yeah. little appropriately dramatic. Yeah, light lightsaber skills on those Jedi were not were very lacking. Very yeah. lacking. Because they like they, they didn't even like have like a any kind of parry or anything. No, like, they didn't. He literally cuts down the first two Jedi within seconds. And mm-hmm. maybe that's to like display the power of the Emperor. It's like, oh well he's pretty good with the lightsaber and he like parries twice with the other one and then cuts him in the stomach and then goes to Mace. Like, in the meantime, like, shouldn't Mace be doing something? Instead of standing there watching? Yeah, he's just like, oh, well, I'm, like, waving in the air. I'm like, I don't know, it's weird. Yeah. Um, you know, okay, I get the the understanding that Palpatine has this this power, too, um, that he knows of things, and he must hear rumors, and he, I guess he has spies everywhere that, that are looking. You know, if he knows... Well, I guess maybe he would want to keep that secret to make sure that Anakin's spot didn't get blown up. But if he knew all about Padme and the fact that she was pregnant and the fact that Anakin married her, like, to all of a sudden, like, hold all those cards and then just, like, lay them out in front of Anakin. If I was Anakin, I would have just cut him down right there. You know, like... Why bother listening to him? Why bother giving him the time of day? Like, he knows all of the stuff that's bad, that's, like, secrets that you have to keep, you know, or else you're going to be expelled from the Jedi Order. Like, you know, I know it's not a Jedi's way to just be like, oh, well, I'm making sure that, you know, my secrets get kept. But, you know, like, I'd be like, oh, cool. Thanks for telling me all that, Palpatine. Yeah, I'll think about, you know, doing all that dark side stuff. All right, cool. And, yeah, he does go and tell Mace Windu immediately about it. But... You know, I know he says that, you know, he's got the power to save whatever, but Anakin doesn't know anything that's, that's going to happen. Like, why does he have absolutely no faith in the light side of the force to save Padme? You know, like, he knows he's eventually going to have to come out with it. You know? Well, and ultimately, his dark side could contribute it, if not caused her death. Exactly. So, you know. Like fulfilling prophecy. Right. right. Like, you're an idiot. What? <laughs> what is your problem? You, yeah, can you keep you, playing into this guy's like thing? Like, right. You know, and the power that Palpatine holds over like the entire Senate and the Jedi Order and everything is just so out of whack. It's just like yeah, how he, how it, you've you've gone for like in this timeline, you've gone for thirteen years having this senator be a Dark Lord of the Sith sitting right under your nose for 13 years and you do nothing. Leota can't sense that. Mace Windu can't sense that. All the rest of the Jedi can't sense anything. Like, come on. Like, no, I, I don't know. That's the thing that I have the hardest problem with. It's just like, I just, I, I don't get it. And clearly he's using dark side powers. Right. Like, clearly he's attuned. He's talking with Dooku. He's doing all this other stuff. He appears out of nowhere. You know, he's he's slinking around like a crazy person. He has a hood. He has a hood. Makes sense that he's bad. Yeah. He has a hood. Covers his eyes. Mm -hmm. 
Like I'm really trying hard over here not to laugh hysterically at everything that's being said. Not because I don't disagree, uh, I don't agree with you guys, but the whole thing is just so laughable. It's like, ludicrous. It's, I'm it's... up with any intelligent critique just because I just want to laugh at the whole thing after wanting to cry while actually watching it. (laughs) And that's the thing is like, even in this two hour, eight minute, and you can feel free to light us on fire for not watching all six, seven and ish hours of it. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Yeah. It's never, never bug dealer, never happening. Never. Um, but the reality of the situation is, whole story or not the narrative doesn't hold up it's not a good story and it's not and therefore it is not inspiring because it's not a good story there's there's nothing to compel me to care i don't even care about darth vader at the end because it just (laughs) well i mean the things that you know about darth vader are He's a kid that had some pretty, like, strong emotional problems. Yeah. You think? Clearly has daddy issues. You think? And then goes on a giant murderous rampage in which he commits, like, the ultimate tragedy in killing young kids. And then, you know, all because he wants to keep a secret that he's married to his wife and they have and they are going to have a child. Which is like a happy occasion. You don't like murder people. To... Well, I think in his defense, though, I got the impression, and I, I still think it's lame, um, and it was poorly told, but I got the impression that he really went the way he did in order to gain the power to save her life because yeah. she was going to be in childbirth. Right, right, because he had a vision. Yeah, you know? exactly. And, and yeah, the vision happened that it, it happened to come true for his mom, so he felt that. You know, it was gonna it was gonna come true for his wife, but yeah. there were like a million ways he could have gone gone about that. Oh, you know, completely. Like, and I draw the line at you just don't murder children because someone tells you that when by murdering all these children and all these other Jedi, you can save the life of your of your wife and un, an unborn child. No, nope. oh, sorry, I, like yeah, you know, there's got to be another way. There has to be. Well, and he didn't even try to find another way. He was just like. No, I don't want to do this. Okay, sure, why not? Let's do it. Go for it. Have have me dark side. I mean, right. really, it was such a lame conclusion mm-hmm. or process to come to that conclusion. Right. Was. Yeah. I mean, and it takes him 30 additional years to come around to finally realizing that, oh, I, I, pro- I probably made a mistake. And he does it as he's dying, which makes it, you know... So we'll have the discussion at the end yeah. of the Return of the Jedi of do you think he really achieved redemption in 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 a traditional sense? Because he gets a Force Ghost, but should he have? Well, I mean, when it comes to whether it's fair or not fair, then no, he should have like you know burned in hell for the rest of his life or whatever whatever constitutes hell for the Jedi world um <laughs> from a Christian perspective though I could argue otherwise well sure we could argue that yeah. but you know and and in some ways we have a little bit of a um crud I can't it's on the tip of my brain 
we have some analogies to um, Christianity, not not direct ones, not like not. You know, we have the Immaculate Conception of Anakin Skywalker, who is allegedly the chosen one. Whatever, however you want to call it, you know, he's going to bring balance. He's going to save. The, the world he doesn't he goes to the dark side obviously there's there's where the stories diverge um and then we have his son coming and and making things right um but we you could you could argue that there are some christian themes to these movies christian plagiarism even christian plagiarism even we'll go there but lots of stories have the christ uh, figure in oh, them. Oh, totally. I have no problem with that. It's more the the immaculate conception, which is come on, come on, lame. Line already. Like, do you have a creative bone in your body? Yes, you apparently do because you wrote the original trilogy. So, what in the world happened but, to it? But I don't think he solely wrote the original trilogy. Yeah, so, like, is. if you look at the credits and his creativeness, George he wrote the story. He wrote the stories. But but that doesn't mean he wrote the scripts or fleshed it out. Right. And if you look at his creative genius, I don't think it lies in directing or writing or I think it lies in special effects, to be honest with you. Yeah. Special well, effects and world vision, building. So I'll give him that. What's you that? Know, vision. I'll, sure. I'll give him that. You know, he this was his baby. This was his concept to begin with. And he kept pursuing it until it happened. So good for him. But. But yeah, I agree that that might be where his talent ends. And I think that part of the reason he was coerced or convinced to sell Star Wars to Disney was because of the immense amount of scrutiny he came under for this, to be honest with you. I, you know, well, and the fact that he he wanted to lock it away, like when after the prequel trilogy came out. He was like, yep, I'll license out Star Wars to whoever wants to do anything with it, but I'm done. I'm not doing it anymore. You're not getting a 7, 8, 9, you know, because, you know, you didn't appreciate my 1, 2, and 3, so you don't get the, you basically, it's like, you don't get the pleasure. He's a diva. Pretty much. So, so he's Luke in that case, Luke and or Anakin. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, um, you know, and then, and then, of course, he actually goes out, I think it was, it was either after that or during that trilogy um, that the Crystal Skull came out. I think it was right, I think it was right after that, and still they got you know he got panned again. So you know he's just getting beaten left and right by his fan base by you know doing the thing that he thinks he's supposed to be doing, which is like you know catering to them by going there. Hey, here's another one of them. Here's another one. Here's another one. You know here's that Indiana Jones guy you liked. You know like what. I can't catch a break, so I'm, you know, I'm not, to, I'm just not going to do it anymore. And you know, other people are like, yeah, cool, well, thanks. You know, maybe it's time for a new creative vision. Maybe it's time for somebody else to take the, you know, take that formula, put a few spins on it, and give us a thrill ride that we we wanted. You know, clearly that is happening right now. You know, like, you know, and we'll we'll talk about that when we get there. Like, it's, you know, it's very clear that the audience wants a certain a certain story to be told, but they, you know, they don't like what they didn't want was, you know, what I think Lucas did was, was try to like repaint, um, repaint characters that didn't need to be repainted. You know, like 
you know, to tell this like crazy emotional story about Darth Vader. Like no one really cared. He was already, he, we already knew he was a bad guy. So the story could have been, he, he was a, you know, like, all right, cool. He was a Jedi, but then he went bad. Maybe he went bad earlier than that. You know, mm-hmm. maybe he went bad in Attack of the Clones and the Revenge of the Sith was all about the battle between Anakin and the rest of the Jedi Order, you know, and there were some other motivations that happened, you know, like, you know, some other things were happening that that would have made sense. You know, maybe the twins get born before Revenge of the Sith starts rolling, you know, and you, you tell the story about how the young child, the young, the young children, the twins might actually remember their mother because, mm-hmm. you know, like something crazy happens and maybe there's a, you know, a, con- a conflicting moment where, you know, Anakin's, you know, not necessarily involved in the twins' existence, but, you know, like through means of whether or not he wanted to or not, you know, you know, cause cause them to to uh, you know, it caused Padme to come to, to harm or something like that. You know, like I don't know, it could have it could have went a number of different ways, but the way it went was obviously not what the fans wanted. Right, and and if Padme had let's tell the story a different way. If Padme had accidentally come to harm from the hand of a Jedi because she was involved in, you know, she's clearly headstrong, you know, when she's not wooden and she gets in the, the plane, spaceship, whatever you want to call it. And she goes to try and rescue Obi-Wan because Obi-Wan forbids Anakin from doing it. Um, so she does it. If she decides to take on something and and Anakin perceives that her death is the cause of the Jedi, there's where there's that natural turning point, you know, that right. the Jedi couldn't save her, the Jedi didn't save her, the Jedi are the bad people. You know, that's that's where you get yep. a dangerous sort of turn because there's no convincing you otherwise. You know, you, I lost the only person I loved because of you, not because of me, because of you. And so you are now my mortal enemy. Can I, can I interrupt for one second? Yeah. That was brilliant. That is exactly how it should have been written. Oh my word. Right. And then, yeah. You, yeah. And then you only have to have like one thing remaining and that's, you have to keep Padme technically alive long enough for her to be taken somewhere where they can extract the twins from her. Right. And then no one else has to know. That could have been kept like an ultimate secret, maybe even by another Jedi that doesn't have anything to do with Yoda or Obi-Wan. And then you can get, you know, you can finally get that that moment where, you know, maybe Obi-Wan only knew about one. Mm-hmm. And Yoda kept the secret the other way. And then you get that moment in Empire, and now it makes sense. You know, because Obi-Wan clearly was like, well, it was just Luke, right? And Yoda's like, no, there was another. And Yoda should have said, you were an idiot. You held Leia in your hands. Like, there's another one. <laughs> Did you remember I that? I forgot about that. You're right. Yeah, it's the other glaring plot hole. Yeah. It's like, come on. Come on, guys. Did you watch your movies before you wrote this one? Come on. I don't think that they did though no i I don't think that he did no i think he thought in his brain oh i remember them completely and totally perfectly well which is a really 
arrogant and or stupid move. Like when when I when an author goes to write the next book in a series, Mm -hmm. he or she, like if if they have any talent and understanding of their craft, then they go back and reread the last one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? You're going to forget stuff. And then you go, oh, my word, yeah, I totally forgot about that. I need to connect this to this. Or they write the next the next chapter, and then they go back and they read it just to make sure that they didn't miss anything. Yep. It's just sense. Yep. Yep. Common sense. Yeah. Not applied in the prequel trilogy. But I think that there's evidence that suggests that George Lucas might have a common Achilles heel to many writers, directors, creators, people who do these things and, and which is hubris. You know, you, you are so proud and so full of your own greatness that you fail to consider those things. You are above those things. I think that that's, that's part of the reason that he couldn't take the panning of his four re re emergences, you know, because he didn't do a good job and he's not willing to admit like his pride is getting in the way. Right. Well, I'd like to bring that up again after we watch um, the force awakens. Fair enough. But, but I'm, I'm fighting my time because it's more relevant to that one than this one. Sure. Sure. No. However, however, I do have to say, um, uh, well, okay, there were two things I liked about this movie, too. Number one, the fact that stormtroopers were actually not bad to begin with, that was kind of interesting. Well, yep. yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, I, I like that angle, I guess. And um, the the line that Padme gives when the Senate turns control over mm. to to the now emperor and everything. Yep. This is how was, democracy. That's a good line about, um, you know, so this is how liberty dies. What, with thunderous applause? Yep. That was pretty good. Yeah. I actually have to say, and and you're going to hate me for this, I like Yoda better in this than I do in the as the doddering old fool of a puppet that he is in in, uh, Empire Strikes Back. He's definitely a Jedi master in this. He is. He is. You know, and he he fights Like like a Jedi master and... You know, he carries himself well and, you know, he doesn't he doesn't feel feeble, you know, like he he gets knocked around, of course, and fails. It's the only battle that you see like a Jedi master lose, you know, like other than by choice, to be honest, because Obi-Wan chose his fate um, on the Death Star. But, you know, <clears throat> it's um, well, and 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 um. Well, yeah. Well, I guess Mace Windu met his fate because of Anakin, not necessarily the Emperor, because it wasn't the Emperor's real doing. In, in he he kind of just pushed him over the edge, but Anakin struck him. Anakin struck Mace Windu down by cutting off his hand. But anyway, um, but yeah. So I I like I agree with you. I like Yoda more, but I still don't like. I still don't yeah. like Yoda. I still don't like Yoda's like general character. Right. I I don't. I'm because, not like woo Yoda. Because you know what? I'm madder at Yoda than I am at any other character in the entire Star Wars saga. Why? 
because he's a freaking Jedi Master, the Jedi Master. He's the, the head of the seat of the light side of the Force. And I keep harping on it. He still didn't know. Stood next to the man countless times. Had conferences with him countless times. Was around him countless times and still didn't know. What the F? Again, I think that's a flaw in the writing. I think that had Jeanette and I written this, it would have been much better. Had my two-month-year-old niece written it. (laughs) You know, like if you have the senator be a pawn or something like that. Being controlled by the real Palpatine. You know, he's a clone. You know, of course, you're not going to tell, you're not going to see force powers coming out of a clone because he's not the real one. Then the real one comes out and says, yo, guy, I'm here. Dark side, bitches. And, you know, that's what happens. Right. You know, maybe Mace Windu actually strikes down the clone and Anakin sees it. And then that's part of the reason why he goes bad. Because he's like, you just murdered the senator. That's You can't do that. That's treason. not the Jedi way. That's treason. You know, I hold all the Jedi in contempt because like, it was like, no, this had to be done. He was a dark lord, whatever. You know, because somebody else finds out, but they pl- they pin it on the clone, and the clone doesn't have real real power. And then he does the, he does what he does. Maybe he even strikes you know Windu down or something like that. Or the emperor, the real one shows up, and he's like, boom, drop the mic, bitches. <laughs> I don't know. See, better story. Yes, this could. This somebody give been. us a budget. Yeah. We're right right at the prequels right now. That's right. I mean, there are at least a dozen, if not a hundred, different ways that this story could have been told better, and it just wasn't. Mm Mm-hmm. Sure. And that's disappointing. Yeah. I I looked up um, after... It might have been during, while I was watching the, the Phantom Edit... Um, I did a search for why were the Star Wars prequels so terrible, and all I had to put in was why were the star, and it finished the rest for me. So apparently, you know, many people have asked this before. <laughs> That's a little creepy. That is creepy. <laughs> so, so these these Singular. are the, I left it up. This was like, what, a week ago that I watched it? And I left it up the whole entire time because I just found it rather interesting and maybe a tad bit entertaining also. So... Answers below mention the following reasons. George Lucas is a poor director of actors, bad script writing, particularly dialogue, which is totally true, poor editing, most prequels are bad, which, let's face it, there's there's some truth to that, right, poor yeah. choices. I think this one was the most accurate, and we've pretty much already discussed it, but yes, men around George Lucas were afraid to stand up to him when his ideas were bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Merchandising-driven storylines, stories pitched more explicitly at children, for example, no sardonic Han Solo type characters, too much CGI, and Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> yes. Misa thinks that they might be right. <laughs> yes. Thankfully, we didn't get to have the full Jar Jar experience as he was all over the first one. Yes. But I think Lucas actually did recognize that mistake he'd gone too far with that everyone hated and sort of better cut back on him. Yep. Well, that and the fact that uh, even in the prequels, like they, the the issue of like race and stuff and uh, and yeah. bigotry keeps coming up in the in, when 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 talking about Star Wars. Apparently, whether or not it's by people that are sane or not, but um, people were trying to draw like conclusions that 
because Jar Jar talked the way he did and the Gungans are the way they are that George was trying to like, you know, have some kind of slight against like Jamaican people or something like that or Islanders. Because... Oh, wait a minute. I thought it was just because a black person did his voice. Is that not true? No, you're talking, you're talking about Darth Vader. Yeah, no, there's two, there's two different fronts. There is the episode one argument where the Gungans and Jar Jar Binks in particular were all about that. And yeah, Jar Jar Binks is voiced by a, by a African-American oh. actor. But they, they put those two things together and said, no, George Lucas created the Gungans to make fun of like Islander black people, uh, which is not really the case. It was just he needed a, he needed a funny like alien race to live in the sea on Naboo. And they just happened to be this way. And one of the characters, one of them happened to be voiced by an African-American. I don't think Boss Nass was was voiced by an African American, and he was the leader of the Gungans. So, you know, but people keep like trying to like do anything that gets like real popular. Like a whole bunch of people come in and like talk about all this wild stuff it has nothing to do with actually like the product or the messaging or whatever. And and yeah, if I mean, if Lucas was approached by it and he was like stuttered or whatever, it's like okay, well maybe he got caught out there. And all right, well then we can talk about how he feels about people but you know like you rip apart like a kid's character because it's supposed to be some kind of veiled you know issue it doesn't make any sense besides which lucas for forever for forever wanted to do a tribute to african-american like forces in world war ii and it took him 30 something years 33 years to finally get there to make red tails which is a movie about the uh tuskegee airmen in world war ii so why would someone that wanted to do such tribute to that specific thing, and he's wanted to do it for years, why would he want to then all throughout the entire Star Wars trilogy basically thumb a nose at the African-American people? You wouldn't. You know, like, it doesn't make any sense. You know? Now, some people are desperate to find drama, and I, I find, yep. I, I feel as if, you know, there's so much, there's so many other battles to fight with this particular storyline. Why make anything up? Yep. Indeed. Indeed. Agreed. But um But the other issue is James Earl Jones plays the voice of Darth Vader. He's all in black. He's bad, he's bad, he's bad, he's bad, he's bad. He takes off the black thing at the end, or Luke does, and inside is a white dude. Yeah, and who he's just, good. Who, yeah, who just did a good thing. So oh, I never thought of it that way before. Yeah. Well, until until you introduce the prequel trilogy, and then none of that matters because Behind the mask is a murderer of children. He's still a murderer. Well, he, yeah. he might have just saved his son and yet the galaxy by his actions at the end of Return of the Jedi. And we can talk about this more later. But he still murdered children. And that's a very bad thing. Bad man. Bad evil man. You deserve to go to wherever Jedis go to hell. That's it. Well, I, I would completely and totally agree with that, but I would also say that I never thought of it as an issue to begin with, and that's because Darth Vader is a character to me. Like, so right. everything that he did before the mask was taken off mm-hmm. was still the same character, just with different decisions. Right. You know, as yeah. when it came off. Mm-hmm. Well, and, so, and to be honest, growing up, when I first saw Darth Vader's character. Um, maybe it's just, you know, my upbringing or, you know, the way my, my fantasy like brain had, 
I thought 100% for sure if that mask ever came off Darth Vader, it was going to be a white dude under there. Yeah. Because he was so clearly being drawn as 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 like a pawn of of an an, an analogy to like World War Two and imperialistic Hitler, that it was like, oh well, okay, it's just like that other dude that did all those bad bad things to those other people and tried to control them. Clearly, he's a white dude, you know, like you know, because in history, in history, we can go back and like all the times where there was like you know crazy bad, people that bad, did bad, bad things, things to bad to people. Most of them, most of them were Caucasian. Like, I mean, it's weird. It's weird to say, but you know, it's true. So my brain automatically associated with, oh, okay, that that dude might be voiced by James Earl Jones, and for for years I didn't know who that was. Yeah, you know, because all I knew was like James Earl Jones. Oh, that's the voice of Darth Vader. You know, because I knew that David Prowse was the guy that was behind the mask, and well, maybe maybe that's what what it was too. Like seeing seeing the actor out behind the scenes. You know, like in a behind-the-scenes thing when they were doing when they were doing Empire, the the guy that was put on the mask that played the the role of Darth Vader was a, a white guy. Maybe that's why I just assumed he was white. Well, and Luke is also like, let's face it, kind of pasty. So mm, yes. how else are you going to have a black daddy? Yeah, well, yeah. you know, and Leia is pretty of... pasty herself. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. And I speak as a very pasty person myself, so no offense to pasty people, but normally we don't have black daddies. <laughs> Typically that's, not. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Typically yeah. our fathers are as white as we are. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, But in the end, really, the, the, the bottom, bottom line is, does any of that matter because it's Star Wars and it's a space fantasy? The answer is no. Like, it's, none of that matters. You know, like... Yeah, unless it was deliberate and it was actually factually true, which all again, none of it is. So, like, it's silly, silly nonsense. But on those, I don't even know how many bombshells. So many. I think the prequel trilogy is now now could be laid to rest and put out on on that that uh, that Viking can, funeral. Can we can we give it a Viking burial? Can we light it on fire? Put Can it on we a first boat and... just read it real quick? Because I want, I want to hear Danae's rating. <laughs> oh, oh, sure. Okay, yes. um, Danae, would you read it? So Jeanette and I had a, a pre-discussion, which is why she has such joy and delight in her voice. Uh-huh. Um, because she decided that if she ever gave a movie a zero, it would be offensive to her. Okay. And so I'm not arguing with that premise. And watching a Phantom edit, it wasn't quite as bad from beginning to end as I thought it was going to be. So I would give it a 0.5. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I am the Jedi fanboy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think my lowest rating ever was a 1.5, right? I have no idea, and I don't know which movie you were, were talking about. Um, it might have been, I don't know. I didn't, really didn't like one of the Marvel movies. One of the Marvel movies. Is it Thor? Because mm. I hate Thor. No, no. honey, that's, that's yours. <laughs> no, I think I gave four. I think I gave like three or maybe two. Maybe two point five is my lowest. I think I gave that to the Dark World, which also serves Natalie Portman, by the way. Sure. She's in a lot of really bad roles. She's she not needs a... to stay away from like sci-fi fantasy for a yeah. long time. Yeah, nah. 
period. That's uh, my opinion. That's 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 what I got for you. I mean, I think she's bad. She's not bad outside of sci-fi fantasy, right? No. Hasn't she like won awards or something? Yeah, because there she was in a movie about ballerinas stalking one another. It yeah, wasn't yeah. about Black, her. Black Dahlia. Black Swan. Black Swan. Black Dahlia is a different movie. Okay. About a serial killer. Oh, okay. The serial killer is a woman, right? No, the woman is the Black Dahlia. The the serial killer leaves the Black Dahlia. It's never been solved. It's based on a true story. Oh, okay. Well, anyway. Well, so I, it's not that. We so saw she, that one. But she's, anyway. she's, not, she's not in that one. No. All right. Anyway. But um, I don't know. I think I'm going to give this one... I think I'll give this one 1.5 Viking funerals out of five. <laughs> you know, I, I was going to give it a one just because I feel as if, like like I told Danae and Danae repeated, you know, I a zero to me means it was so exceptionally offensive, like from hell from uh, with Johnny Depp, which I never finished. Oh. That that probably gets a zero. That's a, uh, that's a bad movie. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. So this this does not get a zero, but I think I'm going to give it a .75 for, like, you know, burning some of my brain cells. So. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Removing some of my intelligence. Yes. All right. I think yeah. this, this folks, in the, so we have one, we have gone from one extreme to another. This is by far our lowest rated movie <laughs> with a collective score of who's going to do the average real fast. Uh, so you did... So it was 1.5 for me. 0. 0.5. 0. 0.5 for you. Uh-huh. And then 0. 0.75. 0. 0.75. Uh-huh. So it's like 0. 0.85 or something. Or what? Maybe it's 1. Maybe it's a 1.2. No, 1. I don't know. No. Give me your... What is it? 0. 0.91. Lots of sixes. Seven. So a 0. 0.9. We'll go. We'll go. We'll round down. Yeah. that's the proper thing to do. A 0. 0.9. Yep. Lowest rated film we've done. Yes. Yeah. With good reason. And that was technically three of them. Yeah. So, yeah. Well done, Lucas. Good job. <laughs> Give us the best and the worst at the same time. We love it. We keep, we keep coming back for more. We do. We, we absolutely do. And come back for where we will mm-hmm. um, in, well, I don't know, like another week or so. A little so, less than a that. A little less than a week. A Friday, yeah. Friday night. Friday night. It's, uh, yeah. Re- Return of the Return of the Jedi, which is awesome. Um, and this Return of the Jedi will ref- will uh, will feature my my favorite, the Wookiee dance, the Ewok dance. No, never get it right. Yeah. <laughs> Ewok dance. The Ewok dance, and we might have lost Jeanette. Jeanette is roboticizing. Yeah, I'm you're still here. Yep. Oh no, yeah, you're coming in clear now. Uh, you had it, a hiccup in your internet. It looked yeah. like this. Yeah, you were like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nice. It was yeah. good. It was good. So, yeah. um, For those of you watching at home, or listening at home, rather, yeah, we sorry. just did the robot. Yeah, we're doing the robot to try to like make it be all weird. We're right. not going to read our robot impression, because no. that's, that's going to be bad. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, that'll be... That'll be some movie redemption right there. Yes. Uh, I think I think the needle's going to come right back the other way. And then so. Saturday, we will have divergent opinions, I think, about The Force, the Force Awakens. Awakens. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, but at least at least I get to see it in IMAX, and I've been waiting to see it in IMAX for a really long time. There we go. 
So. And I've heard it's really good in IMAX. I heard that yes. it's better in, uh, better in IMAX than 3D. And I saw it in 3D already. So cool. I am looking forward to, to the IMAX version. Yes. You didn't have anyone sitting next to you going, ah! did you? No, oh, I was in between my younger brother and my older sister. Oh, so it was, it was a good good set of people that I was sandwiched in between. That's good. Because cool. I really think that ruined Guardians of the Galaxy for you. Really do. Um, again, that that discussion is buried. We're done with it. All right, fair enough. Okay. So, it again. So, Until Guardians uh, 2. <laughs> which hopefully will be better, in my opinion. That's true. So. That's true. That's very true. Very true. So, all right. Well, um, until then, um, we'll uh, we'll ask you again. Go ahead, check out Sharp Angles BIC on the Twitter. Of course, all of our episodes get uh, get posted now. Um, as soon as uh, the feed goes live, it goes gets posted to our Twitter feed. So retweet it, say out, say hello. Um, I um, will also ask that you guys email sharpangles at baconicecream.com with any questions, comments, concerns, awesomeness. Um, humans only call the number that you might be able to find buried in the last four or five episodes of the That's podcast. <laughs> so I'm still waiting for non-robots to call me. Um, and uh, other than that, on behalf of Danae, um, who had to uh, step out, um, I'm also Rich and Jeanette. And we'll see you uh, next time on Sharp Angles. Oh,